to the Pinstripe Podcast. Scotty, lots of things going on today. Lots. But before we get to baseball, this is Scotty and I's last in-person podcast for a little bit. For a while. Probably until about Thanksgiving, right? Yeah, that is a Thursday, so <laughs> that's good. So, Scotty moves to college tomorrow it, I, Saturday I move in we're going down there tomorrow yeah so it's because I move um, in at 7 10 in the morning so yeah that sucks for you yeah um I know that we have not been co-hosting this podcast very well this summer and next week will also be just Scotty yeah <laughs> but other than this this burst of time when we haven't been together it has been an honor and I think I said this in the 50th episode as well it's been an honor doing this with you. It's been an honor doing this short little span with you as well so far. I mean, we're going back to what we were just a few months ago. Yeah, we'll go back to doing it on Zoom, which on I Zoom. think works fine. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's get to what freaking matters. The playoff New York Yankees. It... it I, I don't know. I don't know what the, what the hell this team was <laughs> just a month ago, but uh, I'm not seeing the same group of guys right now. Absolutely not. I'm not mad about it. I am not mad about it. I think the first thing that we have to recognize, um, right, so in the, I'm going to call it the news cycle for us. It's not a regular news cycle, but between last Friday and today, they played the Field of Dreams games, correct? Or did yes. you get the chance to No, I, I recorded Wednesday to skip the Field of Dreams game. I didn't want okay. to get them. So, let's start there. First of all, the actual, like, execution of the game, like, by Major League Baseball, I thought was beautiful. It was, yeah, no, it was amazing. There were so many great things about it. I mean, everybody saw, of course, the uniforms, uh, the logos, uh, peep the, the lineup, but it did one hell of a job on those logos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, that, integrating the movie into yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, them coming out of the corn for lineups. The scoreboard that they had yeah. on the TV. I thought that was sick, how they had it kind of like, uh, almost like the Fenway Green Monster, how they mm-hmm. actually need to go and, like, replace it. It looked really cool. It was amazing the execution of it was perfect and it did really well for baseball it's like the most watched regular season baseball game in like what 16 years or something i think that sounds about right i think that was 16 years yeah yeah and and we got it listen did it end in heartbreak for the yankees yes but we got a great baseball game out of it Right? Yes, 100%. And I expected it fully to be... It just seems consistent that the long ball is pretty persistent in these kinds of games. You saw in London as well. Yeah. It was a very long ball game. This game, I, was anything scored not on a home run? I think there might have been one or two I runs think, scored yeah, not I on a home somewhere, run. Yeah, I think somewhere, but for the most part, it was it was long ball heavy. That's what you get with hand dog pitching. Uh, That's true. But we, we'll get the heat dog in a minute. Um, but the one thing, obviously, that you can't, right? You look to look into the game, right? Two bombs from Judge, super exciting. John Carlos Stanton puts one over the wall for what feels like the first time in fucking forever, right? Yes. Before then, I could not tell you when his last home run was. No. Um, Brett Gardner hit a home run. 
don't understand how that man can hit a home run with that swing. It looks like you can get no no upward direction with it. Dude, half the time I don't even think his feet are still in the box when he's swinging. I don't know if his feet are on the ground when he's swinging. <laughs> it is very like jumpy and then all of a sudden he's just like facing the other way. And you're just like, what are you doing? Um, John Carlos Stanton just hit a home run. Yeah. So the Yankees are currently playing the Twins. We're so the um, I'm very game. confident about this because it's the Twins, and yeah. no matter how shitty our season is, we can yeah. always beat the Twins. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to the field of dreams games. You know, you have all the, these offensive things. And we have we have this amazing comeback after Andrew Heaney throws, you know, the home run derby to the White Sox, and you're just like, oh god, oh god, why is this man on the team? And then. Zach Britton comes in, and we have a lead. And the one guy on the White Sox that I would say, mm, let's not give him a pitch to hit, Tim Anderson. And I understand the White Sox are a good team. They're, they're a competitive team. But just like in your head when you think of the White Sox, I don't know if you think the same way. I'm like, let's not give Tim Anderson an opportunity. The biggest issue there, though, was that it – what, it was a walk that led to that. It was a two-run homer. Yes. It was a walk that led to that. And yeah. so that he walked the number nine guy. And he walked the number nine guy in like a 3-2 count, that's, too. That's what was more bad about it. Because, hey, once you get to Tim, once once you flip the order up, especially for the White Sox, yeah. you're very much screwed. Because yes. the whole top of their lineup absolutely destroys. And the White Sox destroy left-handed pitching. Let me check let me check the stat real quick if you want to talk for a second but I'm almost positive that like why is the Wi-Fi down here so garbage? Cuz you're probably on the wrong one. I'm on Snapchat Motorola yep. extended. Yep, but it's not supposed to be extended one. Um I actually have it up right now if you actually want to look. Um, the splits of them against left-handed Yeah. Pitchers? It's actually it's they're actually very even as a team. 256 against left, 250 against righties. Um, but they do have 42 home runs in under almost a third of the at-bats. Against left. So they have, what, 59 less home runs in almost a third of the at-bats. So it and would, it's not like we're tossing yeah. a lefty in there who has really shown... And it's not even like we threw a lefty in there when we started a righty against a, a lineup that yeah. they'll be directed to righties. It we wasn't... threw Haney, who's a lefty, into Britain. Well, we threw Peralta, Peralta in there. Peralta got in there. <laughs> who's a lefty. Uh, and then we went to Britain, who's a lefty. And we just weren't really in the situation so, to go. Yeah, they were seeing the same slot over and over again. It was just... That was like the one managerial move that happened this last week that I was like, Boone, you bonehead. Managerial, but, yes. Is that a word? Yes. No, <laughs> I was saying man, like on the manager side, Yeah, that's the one that I have, but I have organization-wise, I have other, other no. picks. Um, but I think what was interesting is that after that game, Zach Britton came out and said, bro, don't put me in that situation i am not throwing well enough to be in a closer situation and then the more interesting thing came in after that <laughs> is that they put him in in the 10th inning in the... of the next day <laughs> and then you were just like 
Bro, did you also get the highlight? Like, all of the news blasts of Zach Britton saying, please don't pitch me? That's the funniest thing is how he was like, yo, don't pitch me in the same situation. They go, hey, we're in the same situation. <laughs> Not what even we same do, situation. No. We're in extra innings. Yeah. <laughs> coach, what, what should we do? Ah, throw him back in there. Put the in. <laughs> um, but we end up taking the series from the White Sox, which is huge. Because what, was, take- what was even bigger, I want to talk about both, both games now. So it also ended, I think it was bases loaded. Um, with Tim and yes, bases loaded with Tim Anderson up. Uh huh. So again, everybody's shitting their pants yep. because we were up two with bases I, loaded. And you're like fucking Zach Britton's in. <laughs> and it's literally the exact same matchup that just happened two days earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised honestly that that Tim Anderson could actually hit a home run against Britton because he's a sinker ball pitcher. It's very tough to hit home runs off a sinker ball pitcher because Britton's ball is not breaking. But it broke enough in this game. Low, uh, actually, no, it was a low slider. He grounded out into the game in that one. So, again, the biggest sinker is not working. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing about Britain is hey, you can go and throw bottom of the zone if your sinker ball's working and people are swinging at it. If you just can't find the damn zone, there's different issues. And that's his biggest issue is walks. Mm -hmm. Like, he's he's walking an insane amount of guys. Yes. And And it's, he's been. I've been frustrated with him since his rehab. And, like, I saw his rehab and I was like, ooh. Ooh, this ain't, this ain't looking right. Something's not right here. And the Yankees were like, he's ready. Bring him up. And he has then four- we're all like, ooh. He has 14 walks and 14 strikeouts. Yeah, that's not a fun line to have a, no, the same thing. Not- that's like when Heaney had... 15 innings, 15 hits, 15 runs. Yeah, he has, four, he has 14 walks in 17 in the third innings. Yeah, that's... That ain't it, Chief. Yeah, it's... It's it's unacceptable. Yes, it, <laughs> put it, it, it is. Way. That's the best way to put it, is it's just unacceptable. I think while we're talking about the Detroit series... The Detroit series. Not the Detroit series. What am I talking about? While we're talking about the White Sox series. Because hey. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he pitched during the White Sox series. I'm now starting to get a little self-conscious. Luis Heal. Nope. Oh, he might have. He might have pitched game three. But he... Nope. No? No, it was... um, It was... Heaney, bullpen day, Cortez. Oh, right. We did a bull. I forgot we did that bullpen yeah, day. Yeah, we still we were oh. still in the bullpen days because this is when we started being able to get people back. Yes, Cole yes, yes, and yes. Montgomery both came off the COVID list, but weren't going to be forced into their first starts for another few days. And so we kind of just... Yes, the thing that confused me with the White Sox series was that we did a bullpen day before Ace Nasty Nestor was out. Because, listen, we love Nestor... We've never seen him go past five innings. So how are you going to run a bullpen day before basically a bullpen day? But we did it. And it worked. It it, it worked. Did that was uh did you see Lucky's tweet um after his start? Hold on. Let me pull him up because they were so nice. <laughs> So now though with spell this man's name. Yeah. 
<laughs> I've learned that having to write it as well. I'm like, oh god, what how the hell? Because it's said one way, spelt differently. It's said differently, really, depending on who you ask. Um, <laughs> I don't even. Oh, oh, L T. Oh god, I was never gonna get that. Um, hold on. Sorry, I just want to pull these up because they were really nice. Um. So he tweet. He tweets a picture of the lineup and he says, "I haven't started a game since 2011." Never could have guessed that my next one would be 10 years later for the Yankees. Today's one of those days I'll always remember. Hashtag baseball, hashtag MLB, hashtag Yankees, hashtag never give up, hashtag back to the pen. I, I love Lutgy. I know people who like are like kind of divided about him, which I'm like, what kind of crack cocaine are you on? Yeah, I, now I'll say I'm not, I won't say that I'm a huge Lucky fan as in, like Nestor wise, uh, that's a whole different <laughs> yeah, level. No, no, no. Nestor's a different breed. I, but I'm not. I don't have anything against him. He's completely. I, I say he's mostly neutral to me. He's just. He's. There hasn't been much that he's done where I can get upset at him about. I think I also think that I'm just a sucker for a good story, and like him, like playing indie ball for a year and like just fighting to get onto a team, and now he's like such. I think a really core part of our. Um, of our bullpen, yeah. Yeah. And because he's, he's doing a really good job at the middle reliever. There is the time, oh, I think it was one of our more recent series, he went and he gave up the, uh, he, no, he didn't even give up that run. It was unearned. But, like, it was, a, it was a run that determined the game, but it was unearned against him. But also in the same way, um, oh, wow. Chad Green cannot. <laughs> no, I'm in the same situation as you. Chad Green is having issues closing as well. Chad Green just gave up a solo home run. We are still up. Yeah, I was going to say, we're still up. It's the top of the ninth. It's fine. But it's just like something that you start to notice is like, ah, another home run. We really really do need Chapman back. And although Chapman isn't always the most clutch, he is the most consistent out of the other people that we have in this team right now. Yeah. Um, Um, But no, I do have to say, although this was supposed to be a bullpen game, I'm going along with you. Um, Oh, wait, I'm looking at the wrong game. Oh, it was a Tyone game. It wasn't a bullpen game. Sorry, it was a Tyone game. I'm. I don't know when this lucky game was. Was it the Angels? That l- little weird Angels game. Bro, no, Angels game was Cole. I don't know when this game was. I know what you're talking about, and I just. <laughs> I literally don't know what. I'm. I'm. Is happening. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm being confused. Of. Of. The lucky days. game was August 11th. Was that within this week? That would be. I think that was Friday. It was the day before. That would be the day before, I think. Yeah. The, that would be, yeah, that was technically when the last episode came out. Okay, well. Well, you know what? It's still kind of attached this week. I didn't talk about it last week. Um. Um, so some other things that came out before we talk about um, Luis, who I wanted to talk about. Um, Clint Frazier may not play baseball again. So, he's made a few rehab stars. I know he made one with Tampa. He made at least two, maybe three with Somerset. And his last start with Somerset, which is our double-A affiliate, took, he took himself out of the game, pretty much. He said that he, he, he just took himself out. Um, and Boone came out and said that 
He's not certain if he will ever be able to play baseball again because of these vision issues that are seeming to come from a past concussion. And I I don't want to sound insensitive, but do you know what I'm trying to say? It's not terrible. It is what it is. <laughs> like, and, no, but the, the biggest thing about this is, I mean, the situation really is kind of hurting us because again we're still having a bit of a weak outfield um but well well, you want to talk about a weak outfield we'll get there we'll get there (laughs) um but like it again as you said this is it's not even something that you can really look forward to of it healing this is something you don't know if it's healing it was really a tough situation for him to be in it's not like he did anything really it's not like he did something and you don't know if this is something that can heal or not yeah, and vision is such a. Oh, you have a, you have a, a lot of experience with that. You gotta <laughs> be able to see. Um, but this also just makes the Gallo trade, I think, seem even more important. Because I'm not gonna lie, I wasn't super sold on Gallo. Um, simply because his strikeouts did not excite me. Um, in an equal way that his power excited me. So like. That, that imbalance of, like, I was more concerned about his strikeout rate than his power rate. Um, but he has now hit, I think, two two big home runs for us. And I, I think he's doing... I mean, sure, I love Anthony Rizzo. I think he's our best trade deadline acquisition. Actually, I think Holmes, who is on the COVID list, might actually be one of our best acquisitions. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I, I'm not upset that we acquired Joey Gallo. You know, like... Andrew Heaney, until literally yesterday, I was like, why? And I'm still questioning it. Yeah, no, he's... Heen Dog going to have to impress me a few yeah, more times. Yeah, no, he's had a lot of weird situations because he went and or his first start was awful against the Orioles. And then That's his tough. second start... It's real tough to be awful against the Orioles. <laughs> his second start, I, who, I forget who it was against, gave up like two early runs and then went like a shutout for the next five innings. And then he had the Field of Dreams game. And then he had this game that we're going to come up to. Yeah. Um, But in relation to the Clint Frazier situation, it makes me feel a little bit... Not that I was even feeling bad about the Joey Gallo trade. I was just like, uh, like a little hesitant. Now I'm like, we're fine anyway. Like, sorry... Clint Frazier for your loss of, I don't know what you lost, but whatever. Vision. <laughs> Sorry that you're blind. Um, but the Yankees are going to be okay. Because, Scotty, this is going to be their damn outfield. Aaron Judge in either center field or right field. If Aaron Judge is in center field, we're putting John Carlos Stanton in right field. And we're putting Joey Gallo in left. I do not like that at all. I Why? Love, I, Why? Stanton Stan has not played the outfield in so long. Since and you can, Stanton has played the outfield, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. Um, He played it in Miami. I think he had one more game between yeah. there. He is hitting the ball better. You, you see it. But defensively, he doesn't have it. Def- he's slow defensively. He is slow out there in right field. Okay, so you'd you rather- saw it. You saw in Kansas City, Higashioka over through third. The shortstop, I think, it, I forget if it was Wade 
or Velasquez had to go and get the ball because Stanton would not freaking move. So what? You'd rather it be Brett Gardner in center field? I just am saying Miguel for, and Duhar, no, for the for the situation back? for the situation we have right now, I'm I'm accepting it. Because then you get to have Voigt, Rizzo, Stanton, and Judge and Gallo all in your yeah. lineup offensively. And that's that's gonna be the I'm saying right now, although I am not a huge fan of it, I really like it offensively side. And we're for the rest of the year, I like it as we have it now. He was an MVP caliber outfielder. Four years ago, five years ago. You don't think he still knows how to go after a fly ball? He hasn't moved from the bench in four years since he's come to the Yankees. Yeah, because <laughs> the Yankees are babies. <laughs> the Yankees are babies. Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Um, R.I.P. Clint Frazier? Is that appropriate? Sure. Or is that dramatic? No, I think that's fine. <laughs> um, next, moving on to the sweep. Well, of there's the one Red game between Sox. it. There's one game between it. There was a makeup against the Angels. Oh, I don't. The Yankees just won. Yeah, we won. Garrett Cole in his first start went five and two thirds, one earned, nine Ks. He was Hi. throwing the ball hard. That's <laughs> about all shit. we need to know. <laughs> I really, I do love. Um, when he did a press conference before his start, somebody asked him, like, ah, do you think you're ready? He goes, I just threw a no-hitter in the bullpen. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I was like, okay, Garrett. <laughs> hey, maybe you learned a little bit more of a personality. In the- <laughs> well, um, no, as a pitcher, okay, as a pitcher, you can't expect personality. He has a pretty good personality. Yeah, but I'm saying as he's pitching, he hates the world. And you yes. can't blame him. I'm going to be honest, I literally have no idea what happened in that Angels game. Not much, but we won. I don't know where we were, but was not watching <laughs> the Angels game. Then, let's talk about the Yankees' sweep of the Red Sox. Ow! Story number one. My guy, my king, Luis Heel. That's a story. That's I, That's a pretty early story for what? What? Well, it was also Monty's first start. It was a doubleheader day, so we had two seven-inning games. Okay, Monty had a start, went five innings. And then I'll talk about Luis. Monty went five innings on a solid first start off the COVID list as well. And, I mean, as we had, um, again, not an easy win because freaking Jonathan Loisica goes, walks Kyle Schwarber. No. Yes, walks Kyle Schwarber, allows a single into right, and then allows a single into left. Bases loaded, one out, strikes the next two guys out. So it was a 5-3 ball game, and, you know, we can't just win a game. No, we have to but, make it scary. But why is it going to, he's like, ah, at the end? Loved yes, it. yes. Listen, I have a rant in one of these episodes of me talking about how much I love Jordan Montgomery and how we need to hold Jordan Montgomery to the, we need to hold all of our pitchers to the same standard because sometimes we're very forgiving with Garrett Cole and very tight with Jordan Montgomery. And I think we need to, one, watch that, and two, look at the stats and see how much of a horse Jordan Montgomery has been for us. Four and five, 3.77 ERA, uh, 121 Ks on the year. And yeah. again, And he's supposed thing, to be like our fifth starter. Yes. Yes. And, and again, the biggest thing we've always gone over, run support. He never gets run support. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever, ever. So then Luis Heal. Luis Heal, yes. So Luis, 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 Luis is now our top-ranked pitching prospect 
per MLB pipeline. Do you know why he's a top-ranked pitching prospect? Above Clark Schmidt. <laughs> no, do you want to know the real reason? Because Davey Garcia sucks. Because they sent him down. Literally. Okay, so so I got I got I got annoyed about that too, right? Because I had it screenshotted, right? I have like him after his start, and then they're like, following today's doubleheader, the Yankees returned quote unquote twenty seventh man, right handed pitcher Luis Heel to Triple A Scranton Wilkes Bar. And I was like, you guys are f- stupid. But turns out that means that he can just come back up in five days. So it might be okay. I just but, think I just think it's it's interesting that they did that. I'm just saying. Oh, it was. And then the fact that they and listen, I'm not trying to be biased because I think that these people are young, good talent. I'm sorry, we couldn't keep Steven Ridings in the bullpen. The well, man is that six was... eight throwing a hundred miles an hour. He, but the biggest thing is he had very good first two outings. He started falling off a tiny bit recently. Okay, so they keep again. Nick Nelson up there for two months? No, I think they just brought Nick Nelson down too. They just did? Yeah, yesterday. And some other guy who I literally have never seen put on pinstripes ever was holding a roster spot as well. Um, No, it was um Rob Brantley, who was our catcher since. No, there was, there was another guy from the bullpen, and I was like, okay. who is this man? I think I had it screenshotted too, but I don't know if I still have it. But, no, um, I just I just cropped out everything else just so I could show that heel through freaking fifteen and two thirds scoreless innings in yes, his first three starts, fifteen Ks and all of those fifteen Ks, and still can't go and get a fucking roster spot. That's what I wanted to say. So Luis Heel is so in his three starts in his MLB career. This is from CBS Sport, CBS, not CBS, CBS Sports. Three starts into his MLB career, Heel is unscored upon in 15 and two-thirds innings, which is the longest scoreless streak to begin a career by a Yankee in the expansion area era since Jabba Chamberlain. Jabba Chamberlain held the previous record with 15 and a third, but he did it as a reliever. And Heel is the first pitcher in Major League Baseball history with a scoreless start in each of his first three Major League appearances. Kids I don't good. want to sit here and rant, rant, rant on Luis Heel, but good. he is electric. Like he's got he's got amazing stuff and has like this confidence to him, but also like yes. this weird attitude. He's kind of a funny guy. <laughs> does does it look like his hat is too big? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it does. But you know what? He has a chain that says King, and I think that that's fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, he does have a little swagger to him. Um, the one thing that I do think is interesting, although this should never have been a reason to send him down, he was a little less accurate this game against the Red Sox. He had four walks. His slider didn't have as much. Mm-hmm. He wasn't hitting the slider down the zone. He was hanging a lot of them, but a lot of them were also hanging enough where the batters would think he'd be out of the zone and taking it. Yeah. So I don't think it was intentional to do it. It was a little bit risky, but it was working out perfectly for him, and he was able to get, you know, four Ks off of him, so. He's just Luis. I love him. Um, So the first game against the Sox was what day of the week? It Tuesday? would have been Friday. Right. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Bro, who did we play Tuesday? Tuesday would have been the close up. No. Monday was the White Sox. Tuesday, wait, no. This Tuesday that just passed? This Tuesday that just passed could have been the White Sox. Last this game Tuesday against... isn't two days ago? 
Oh, now I'm getting confused. <laughs> um, the 16th was the Angels game. Okay. So I don't know what day that was. The 16th would have been Monday. Wait. All I know is that yes. yesterday Luke Voigt was angry in a press conference. Wait, I'm... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So the 16th of Monday, the doubleheader was Tuesday. And then Wednesday was our final game against the Red Sox. And then we're at today, our first game against the Twins. Okay. Because we don't get days off. So Tuesday, Luke Voigt was angry in a press conference. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Even though, even though he went and in both those games played. But he played and- both those games. Anthony Rizzo was on the bench as are he you- recovered from the Are you not list. on Luke Voigt's side? No, I I think that it's very much reasonable for him to be mad. But I was just saying he did play. I was just saying. Yes, was, no, no. It so, wasn't after a game that he got sat. It was. Yeah. So, pretty much what he was saying was he was like, I was top ten in MVP votes last year. I led the league in home runs last year. I deserve to play as much as Anthony Rizzo does. And I I let one I like the competitive nature of him just blatantly saying like, I deserve to play go off because like everybody saw like with the Rizzo trade I remember everybody that I talked to was like oh that means that Luke has to be gone yeah and that would make sense that's logically what made sense (laughs) and obviously the Yankees were struggling for a first baseman this year as Luke struggled to stay healthy um but they ended up keeping Voight obviously he's still Yankee um and I really like this like he's not and then people are, like, trying to, like, act like it's awkward between Rizzo and Voight. But there's literally, like, shut up, first of all. Um, but I like this, like, I don't know. It shows that the, the team has a little bit of fight. And that's always something that in the beginning of the year when we were struggling, Scotty, we talked about it. Like, the team just felt flat and just, like, bleh. But now, like, yeah, maybe you're like, oh, yeah, you don't want it pointing at each other. But, like. He's going to go out. Luke's going to go out and play. Every time that he gets a chance to play, he's going to put out his best foot because he knows that his spot's not guaranteed. You know, like, I don't want to say he's comfortable, but, like, DJ is a little bit more comfortable in his spot. Fucking Brett Gardner is so goddamn comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but I I think that that kind of brought, brings up what, you know, what we talked about a little before is now going and having the situation that we have in the outfield, putting Stanton out there then opens up the DH. I think it puts us in a great situation to have an absolute tank of a lineup of having Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Voight, and Rizzo, who's all been hitting extremely well for us, getting a mix Mm -hmm. of righties and lefties in there. And I think that makes the offense an actual complete threat. I think having Voight at the DH is the best idea, having Rizzo at first because... Rizzo has the better glove. Rizzo's a better defensive first he baseman. He's so smooth. Exactly. As a first baseman. And again, although at the beginning of the season, Voight really didn't show it, since, like, as of, I've probably mostly after the All Star game, after he came back from that first injury, he's come back hard. He's come back hitting hard. He's yeah. hitting so much better. Coming back after the second injury, he's went and been probably the most consistent, or at least most second most. Foremost clutch player on the team. Second most. Don't you dare forget about Tyler Wade. We'll talk about him. I was going to throw Andrew Velasquez over. I also wanted to talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) But like, yeah, no, he's, he's come back and he's shown a lot 
better batting now than he did earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a bat you now can't take out of the lineup, but you also don't want to take Rizzo's bat out of the lineup or his defense out of yeah. the lineup. So it, we're, we're kind of in a, in a difficult way, but also in a very good situation, as we talked about with the outfield. So now we are having a good combination of kind of this fight for first. Yeah, I I think you hit the nail on the head, and I don't want to like expand on it too much because I don't want us to rip on this too much. But I think the one thing... You can see, like, in the day that we swept the Red Sox to take our play... Well, we took the playoff spot before that, but to really secure the playoff spot, to just, like, shove it in the Red Sox's face, um, our lineup actually went lefty-righty, 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 lefty-righty switch. And you're like, oh, my God! The Yankees finally figured out how to construct a batting order! Who'd have thought? Um... Which was great. Also, I think it's great that the Yankees DFA'd Jonathan Davis. Anyway, moving on. Tyler Wade. Absolute king. Tyler Wade can hit? Question mark? Scotty, your thoughts. I know you gave him a little bit last week, but... What is your definition of hitting in this major league? Bro, get it on base. <laughs> Getting on base. Uh, the last week, he's done very well. He's done extremely well this last... Well, technically two weeks, he did really well in the Kansas City, um, in, in the Kansas City series. And, you know, he's proven that, you know, he is, uh, I don't know, best batting average in left field for us. <laughs> <laughs> just he's when he was just... batting in left field for the two games that he was out there, he has pretty darn good averages. <laughs> and I was talking to someone at work, and they were like, maybe he just needed consistent at-bats. And the two of us just started laughing, because, like, absolutely. If you had Tyler Wade hitting 500 in August on your bingo card for the Yankee season this year, bro, you win. Because who in their right mind ever – and then you're like, I. the other day I looked at the lineup and Odor was starting at third, and I was like, damn, I wish it was Tyler Wade. That thought came to my head. <laughs> I voluntarily wanted Tyler Wade to play a different position because I thought he would be better at it. And that's, but that's something that you see. I feel I'd rather have Tyler Wade at third. Not always because of his offense, but he does, especially currently, have better offense than Odor. Odor has been extremely inconsistent, and he's yeah. extremely clutch for us. But overall, not amazing. Um, but also defensively, Odor's had a lot of defensive errors. And we've, yeah, we've always talked about how we love Tyler Wade defensively. I mean, if that man can go play second, short, third, and left in the same game, I'm, I'm on. I think they probably have been very close to doing that to him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I, I just wanted to comment on it because I know you talked about it last week, but I just wanted to talk about it this week because I just cannot, I can't believe it. But do you want to talk about Mr. Bronx himself? Andrew Velasquez. Andrew Velasquez. So Andrew Velasquez was somebody that I talked about last week. A very tiny bit mount. And really, probably not great things. Either. No, I didn't. I didn't say anything great. I didn't say anything terrible. I just said, hey, he's young. He's new. He really didn't do much for us. In the situation, we kind of had to play him, and we did play him, and he didn't do much for us at the bottom of the lineup. But now he's found his footing. Not only defensively has he been very crisp, but he's always, he was crisp last week too, not doing anything too much. There was the one error that was really on Odor, but you know we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, that was the one in the post for the, for the episode. Um, but 
going and and going in this next series in the Angel series and the Red Sox series. A little bit Don't in the White call Sox the series. Angel series. The Angel game. Uh, <laughs> the makeup game, all right? Uh, and, and even a little bit in the White Sox series, he started to find his bat. Was it a powerful bat? No, not at all is this a powerful bat. But he was able to go rip singles into the gap, rip singles into the outfield, score runners, get on base a lot more. And he is thrilled to be out there. Oh, my God, he loves it. <laughs> so Born you, in the Bronx. Yep. Dad is an NYPD officer, is literally living with mom and dad while he plays with the Yankees. It's a, it's like, you know, you love the Garrett Cole story because there's the picture of him with the poster. I think Velasquez's story is 10 times better. There's the quote of him saying, like, I was in kindergarten, said, I said that I was going to play at Yankee Stadium one day and I busted my ass to get here. It's just... Every time, every picture I've seen of him, every interview I've seen of him, he just has like this like huge smile on his face. And I think that that is probably now going to be the happiest pair of shortstop and first baseman if Anthony Rizzo stays over there. They're <laughs> going to be the two happiest guys in the league. <laughs> and, like, and at first, also, the Yankees, well, I didn't realize this was seven straight and we're now at 70 wins. Yes. Whoa. We are turned life around <laughs> suck it everybody who's like third place <laughs> watch out race um but i remember when glaber got hurt i was like jesus christ what is what are we gonna do here like i'm gonna be honest i don't think you were the only person i think the oh, yeah, yankee yeah. organization was like jesus christ what are we doing we and like, you could see it in the lineup they we were, were like, like what the it, hell are we doing is it tyler wade at shortstop every day um for the field of dreams games they called up oswald peraza who's our number four prospect he was just on the taxi squad um he's super young he just turned 21 um <laughs> uh and it's just like there was like a scramble and you're just like oh god why did we not obviously like I know why we didn't pick up another infielder we've had that issue in the past but then like I don't know at that very moment you're like why didn't we pick up another infielder we have so many infielders in the farm system Lexi relax <laughs> um but I I have been thoroughly impressed and completely comfortable with and I agree. Like, at first, offensively, you were like, uh-oh, is he going to be able to do it? But we had the same issue when Greg Allen first got called up. Lamar got called up. You know, you you have that, that like, split second of, like, oh, God, are they going to be able to do this? And then they just need to, like, step past, like, the the wall of, like, it being their, like, the big stage. And then they're like, oh, it's it's baseball. Obviously, it's a much higher level of baseball, and I'm not trying to oversimplify it, but... Um, I, I really do love how Lamar, not Lamar, what the fuck, um, Velasquez has stepped into the role and like the play that he made to end the last Boston game. Yeah. And people are like, Glaber doesn't make that play. Voight doesn't make that play. In Glaber's defense, Geo makes that play. True, true, <laughs> true. Glaber does not even have to be anywhere in the same zip code as that ball because Gio makes that play. But it was still, you know, putting the Yankees up against the Red Sox twice. Absolute huge moment for someone who grew up as a Yankee fan. To make that last out absolutely beautiful. Like, 
I just could not imagine being in his shoes, you know? Yeah. Also, small thing I want to say about the Boston game, uh, we did see Aaron Judge steal a base. Bro, what? Yeah, Aaron Judge stole a base. Who'd have found? Well, it does take him four steps. Yeah, but he, like, runs kind of awkward on bases. You know <laughs> what I mean? Runs like, he, runs he runs big. He runs big. When he runs in the outfield, I'm like, athlete. But then they'll, like, show a clip of him, like, rounding third base, and I'm like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's one thing that I have realized. Um, We've started stealing a hell of yeah, a lot more since, bases since the Since, since like, we had to call up Greg Allen and... Um, Blank Mar, Allen, Trey. Uh, nope, nope. Velasquez. Nope, right field. Or was he center field? He was center field. Because Greg Allen played right. He played center at the same time. We had him up for a week. LaCastro? No. No, LaCastro wasn't up for a week. LaCastro was living for a Trey week. Trey Ambergy. No. God, we are. <laughs> <laughs> this is not <laughs> working. Uh-oh. Um, I got this. Lamar. I got this. I'm going to find no. it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. I'm going to find it. Jonathan Davis? Uh, Estevan Florial. Idiot. <laughs> I was like, I was like, you are going for the wrong, you know, wrong direction here. Um, but like Florial and Allen, when we started bringing those up, we started being more aggressive. We yes. start because those guys had speed, and then we saw Glaber being a lot more aggressive. And we're seeing Power now Wade, again everybody every time is back. really it's really interesting because any time that Brett Gardner's on first, they'll go watch out, he can steal. Brett like, Gardner needs a walker. <laughs> he can, he can, like, it's the truth is he can be fast first to third on a single, not straight. He's too old for that. <laughs> his, his zero to a hundred time, like a minute and a half, but he can maintain a hundred. Like Glaber and Tyler Wade currently are leading the team with 12 stolen bags. Each. Yeah. And a lot of those have come post all-star break. Aaron Judge has five. DJ LeMayhew has four. Wow. Didn't know he knew how to run. And then the next person is... Brett Gardner with two. Next person who's still on the team. <laughs> Clint Frazier and Talkman are in between. <laughs> RIP Mike Talkman. And there's a few ones and a lot of zeros. <laughs> um, I don't have many other Yankee things. I can't say I've been able to sit down and watch a Yankee game recently. No, we've just been looking a lot better as yeah. a team. We, and like the although, whole vibes have been a lot better. I'd better say vibes. mostly about that, except that whole Voight thing. Okay. But, I can I can see where you could say that, but also like, remember press conferences in the beginning of the year? They just sounded defeated, and they were like, you know, we're gonna figure it out eventually, and there was no like drive to want to be the one to figure that out. Yeah, Voight is like, I'm a key part of this team. You have to keep me around. Like, I want to be here. I want to bring us to the best that we can be. And I understand where, like, you know, you start to think like, oh, maybe he's like pointing fingers at Rizzo, and like people are like, oh, they're awkward in this video together. Um, guys, they just became teammates two weeks ago. And this is like the first week that they're actually, yeah, that you know, they're in actually the same both place. on the team together. <laughs> also, Anthony Rizzo just came off the COVID list and Luke Voigt has a little baby. Maybe he wants to make sure he doesn't get COVID. <laughs> okay, let's apply a little bit of logic, people. Um, but yeah, I don't, I'm, I'm just. I do really think it's funny. And this happened during an interview with Joey Gallo. They go. Uh, so what's it like being here in New York? He's As like, Italian? I'm Italian. Everybody's Italian. Anthony Rizzo's Italian. It's just great. Everybody's Italian. He's like, I love seeing the flags. I just bought a shirt that's a, me and Anthony Rizzo that says the Italian Stallions. It's from Barstool. It's so funny. And it's just like, go off, Joey. <laughs> 
Um, do you have anything around the league that you want to recognize? Oh, well, we have one, at least one thing that is extremely important. Yeah, I just can't think of the guy's name. Um, we saw, oh, where is it? Um, Tyler Gilbert for the Arizona Diamondbacks threw another no-hitter in his first career MLB start. It was, I think, his second MLB appearance, second or third MLB appearance. But it was his first start, and he went, and he threw a no-no-hitter, a no-hitter, no-no-no. Why are you talking like that? Uh, Just because. Why not? Uh, (laughs) Against the Padres. Against the Padres, yes. So that then makes no-hitter number eight, technically. There's a Cubs team combined no-hitter. And then there was a seven-inning no-hitter that they're not Which is Madison Bumgarner. That's not even on this. Which is ridiculous. Which, you know, there's, there's still that whole thing around it. I do uh, have to say the reason that I couldn't remember the guy's name is one because he has just like the most basic name in the world. Tyler and Gilbert. Also, he's on the fucking Diamondbacks. <laughs> um, one thing that happened literally right after I recorded the episode was Adam Wainwright also did a complete game, allowing two hits. Also went two for four with a double. Oh, sick! Freddie Freeman just hit for the trip. Uh, the cycle. He the did. triple. He did. I'm going to be honest. That's my favorite part about the cycle. When I saw Trey Turner did it, I'm like, yeah, okay, like, Trey Turner can hit the cycle. Like, yeah, it makes and sense. And then I'm like, Easy Freddie win. Freeman got a triple. That's exactly right. You like, they're like, oh, Trey Turner just hit for the cycle again. And you're like, yeah, he can leg out a triple any day. Jake Cronenworth can leg out a triple. Then it's like, Freddie Freeman for the cycle. I'm like, what kind of crack was Freddie Freeman on trying to leg out a triple? He, he fully laid out the triple. The thing was, like, in my brain, um... I would not be thinking triple unless I had like a double, single, and a home run already. Yes, exactly. But the order, he went it was like the double, third. triple, single, home run. Yeah. So that means that he hit a double and said, nah, <laughs> I'm stretching this. And we you're all- just like, how are you, how are you already thinking like that? Yeah, yeah. He's, like, he's, and listen, maybe he just like genuinely thought that he could like make it to third base. But Freddie Freeman um, is not known for his base running prowess. <laughs> So for him to just be like, I can take an extra base, you're like, mm, maybe not, but congrats, congrats. ND free. Um, we also saw the uh, a brother-brother combo pitching-wise. Um, Cubs infielder Andrew Romine pitched to his brother Austin Romine. Um, you could see he was an infielder, so <laughs> it was a weird situation, but it still breaks. Um, it still is a, a cool little thing. The last time that happened was in 1962. Yeah, that's so, cool thing there. Uh, we also saw uh, Chris Davis go and retire, call out his retirement. Um, hasn't hit a ball in about four years. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's fair. Joey Votto hit 2,000 career hits and is still tearing it up. Yeah, Joey Votto's a wacko, but like a good wacko. What's it? The Cubs hate him? Or Cardinals. There's one team that whenever he goes to the stadium, he just gets, like, absolutely ripped. Oh, I know. I think it's the Cubs. And, like, he, like, the fans yell at him, and he yells at them back. It's, it's, it's so It's really funny. funny. It's really funny. Um, uh, Fernando Tatis. Oh, yes. Played right field. Yes, he came back, which is interesting because, you know, it just puts more stress on his shoulder, but I guess you get less reps. Yeah, you know, it, it did not make any sense to me because – and I was talking this out at work. I was like – I've dislocated my shoulder because I'm pretty sure that's what he did. I yes. think he popped his shoulder out. Yes, he dislocated his shoulders uh, a lot of times. So and he's going to have to go to surgery. Dislocation one, two, you're kind of fine after. Dislocation three, you're sore. Four, five, six, or if he kept on going from six. After the sixth one, I could not move my arm for like a month and a half. So I don't know how 
I don't know how this man is planning on catching a ball, throwing a ball, swinging a bat. Like, I don't... I'm trying to wrap my head around it because for him to be good for next year, right? Because he was supposed to get... When he got put on the IL, they're like, Tatis needs shoulder surgery. Which would make sense. And if they did it, like, that day, he would have been fine. He would have missed, like, maybe two or three weeks of spring training. And then all of a sudden, that just never happened. So I'm trying to figure out... Right, you signed him to this massive deal. Why would you not just have him have the surgery now, miss the last... They're in third place in their division, correct? At least? Yes, they're in third. Right behind the Giants and the Dodgers? Yes. Right? So you're... No, I'm not saying you're out of the playoffs, obviously, but you have a good enough team around him that you can survive without him. You're not going to thrive without him, but you can survive the rest of the season without him and go, you know, the next 11 fucking years with him or however long they signed him. I can't even remember. Um, why would you not get the shoulder surgery, see how the rest of the year works out, you know? I'm not saying like, you're not going to toss the year because he gets hurt, but you're not going to, I don't know, I feel like ruining possibly or jinxing the rest of his career because you just want to get him on the field. I think that that was a stupid decision by, I don't know who made the, if Tatis made the decision, managers, trainers, all three owners. I don't know who made that decision, but I think it was a stupid one. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. (laughs) Um, We also saw the Dodgers go and reveal their city, um, I guess their city connect. Yeah, their city connect. What are your thoughts? Um, It just looks like a little bit of a color rush of their jersey with Los on it. Yeah, I like I, the blue pants. I think I think it looks okay. Listen, it's not, I don't think it's the best still. Oh, no, it's no, no. Better it's than not, Wrigley. I think it's better than, than it, the Cubs. I think it's better than Wrigley, and I think it's better than San Francisco. Oh, I love San Francisco's now. I think San Francisco's boring. It's not the right color orange. It's not the right font. I love the fade, how it fades. It looks so slick. It looks like they just forgot to paint the bottom. <laughs> and they just, like, did the G. They didn't even do, like, the, San, the SF. It was... Anyway... Personally, I think it's better than the Cubs. I think it's better than San Francisco. I think it's better than the Diamondbacks. But I think it slots oh, in like the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks. Like it's not what I forgot the Diamondbacks. One. It's not quite the White Sox or the Red Sox. The White Sox is clean. The White Sox is number one. The Red Sox was pretty good, and the Marlins was pretty good. Yeah. Right, so I feel like they're. But I think the White Sox will have it for the year. Those yeah, I so think that slick. the Dodgers slot in right between the like right the top ones are the marlins the red sox the white sox the bottom ones personally for me are the cubs the diamondbacks and san francisco and i think that the dodgers kind of split that right in the middle yeah do i hate them No, no i just think that they could be a little more unique i agree i like i really like they came out hard with the red sox and the marlins and the White Sox, and you're like, yeah, this is the shit we're going to see. And then they're like, serpents for the Diamondbacks yeah. and blueberries for yeah. the Cubs. You're just like, what happened to the original plot of the movie? Um, Chris Bassett for the oh, yeah. o- uh, for Oakland. Um, the Athletics um, went and was struck the other day by a line drive right back at him. Good news is, though. I couldn't find it anywhere. I don't think anybody wanted to show yeah, it. Yeah, which I was going to say. Well, because John Boy got ripped apart earlier this year when some guy on the Twins, like, snapped his leg. 
Oh John yeah, Boy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. John Boy posted it like a bunch of times, and people are like, "Dude, stop posting this," which uh, is out of respect. So I'm actually very glad that you can't find the Bassett situation anywhere. But he did tweet out yesterday. Yes, yesterday. Thanking so, the White Sox. Thanking yeah. The he A's. was he was out of the hospital in a day, which was good. He's doing better, of course. Still is a big recovery. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, then finally, this just happened. Um, Brewers are playing against the Cardinals. Uh, the Brewers are on offense. Mr. Colton Wong was on first. I stole second on Yadier Molina. Was actually able to snag the bag. The man was hype. The man was hype well, out of his mind. He yeah, just stole say, second base on Yadier Molina. Because well, they were former teammates. Yeah, I was going to say, they were former teammates. And Wong was very emotional when he... Um, went to the Brewers instead of re-signing or I don't know if he was traded or re-signed or whatever the situation was, but his first time back in St. Louis, he was like, he was crying in the batter's box. He was so sad. Um, so yeah, I, I loved that moment. I also, the Brewers are heating up. Yeah. The because, big- you want to know why? Sorry, I don't mean to cut Go you ahead. off. I said this when he was in Tampa. Willie Adamas, Willie Adamas. is yeah. a player. Yeah. A player. He is one of the soundest and smoothest shortstops I've seen. He's got the swagger of a shortstop, kind of like Tim Anderson. And he said it in an interview, too. He's like, the reason that people thought I sucked at hitting was because I had to hit at the fucking trop. <laughs> and now he's not hitting at the trop every day, and he is wego. I do, I do want to just finish up that story. So as I said, Colton Wong stole second base, and then at the end of the inning, he stole second base. He took second base yes. out of the ground. Brought it to the dugout. Brought it to the clubhouse. The clubhouse with him. He he was so proud of that moment that he took second base. I absolutely don't blame him. Also, the Cardinals and Molina are working on a one-year contract extension. Ooh, that's the one person I saw that he was a free agent, and I was like, that's somebody who I'm like, I don't know if he will come back if he's planning on retiring because there was a whole thing about him Pujols. Another person that I do want to quickly say on free because I realized it was a free agent. Kevin Gossin's a free agent next year, and I'm. I think he should sign back with the Giants because they're the only team that gave him the opportunity to shine, and he is absolutely shining. <laughs> but the only thing is, are other teams going to go and try to upsell the Giants? The issue is that— Because he's showing he's good, but he has not been good ever. Yeah. He was on the Mets, and he was not good. He was I- on the Reds, and he was not good. And he is absolutely stunting right now on One the Giants. One thing that is concerning about the Giants and my—Morgan's a Giants fan— um, has my Giants fan friends have talked about is the concern in their ever rising age, right? They That's extend, true. They extended Brendan Crawford, and he is not young. They're talking about re-signing Buster Posey, and he is very much not young. <laughs> and like the only young guy, I mean, I listen. They're the best team in baseball right now. I, I don't know not, how. I have not seen a single Giants game. I will be straight up honest. I have not seen them play. But, like, the only young name that I can think of over there is Yastrzemski. Yes. That is the only guy who I think is under the age of 30. Uh. (laughs) So, like, yeah, they're on a a hot, hot streak right now. And I would love to play them in the World Series as the Yankees and the Yankees respectfully beat these senior citizens. Um, But, like, you just got to start to They'll call up by – they'll they'll, they'll sign back Talkman just (laughs) against the Yankees. You just have to start to wonder, you know, when are they going to look at – Younger people. Yeah. Yeah. But. They also have Cueto still. <laughs> so. 
<laughs> they are an old team full of nobodies. And I think that's that's the biggest thing I agree Next with. Next thing they're going to do, sign Bartolo Colon. <laughs> that's the thing I, I agree with the Brewers, though, is they, they kind of have that. The only offense they really have is Adamas and Wong. Their defense and their pitching. Their pitching is what's going to get Did them so Did you just so completely far. ignore Christian Yelich? Christian Yelich hasn't done anything this year. Are you sure? Pull up his I know he hasn't had a. Uh, he hasn't had like MVP level. Exactly. He hasn't been as high at a level as honestly. I haven't seen like I haven't seen anything good about him. I haven't seen anything bad about him, but I just haven't really heard of him. The last thing I heard of I know him was he... that whole call down at first. Oh, the last thing I heard about him was that he had COVID. Oh, yeah, <laughs> different than I am. Um, he's but... swinging. I mean, he's swinging two thirty eight. His MVP year, um, was a different level. Yelich. Yeah, he was swinging 329. But, like, that's not. I mean, we're seeing it with DJ. Like, that's not sustainable. Yeah. But again, like, they're, they're, the, the pitching of the Brewers is going to get them so far. Burns, Peralta. Um, oh, who's the guy that they're just getting back? Their closer. I the get, blonde hair guy. Yeah, but so is Burns is a blonde hair guy. So I get them confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, no, but I mean, even what? Was it two years ago they made a. Them and the Rockies both made a playoff. The M- it was the MVP year for Yelich. Yeah, that was the year that they went and had and uh, everyone had a little bit of a playoff. I feel like everyone was kind of like, "How did they get here?" And you're like, "Look at their pitching, dude. Yeah, look their, at their it. pitching is filthy." Um, that's but, all that. Other, other than that, anyway, Scotty and I were trying to keep this episode short. That went well, but <laughs> um, next week will be Scotty on his own. But Ooh. it should be the last one you do on your own because Ooh. I will be going back to school. Yes. And will not have work keeping me at work. Yeah, sure you will until you go, hi, can I work here? Yeah, what days do you want to work? Thursdays. <laughs> I do have a job at work, so I, I do have a job at school. Thursdays. So. Um, but anyway, if you want to keep up with us, Yankee news, Yankee lineup, scores, all that jazz. You can follow us on Instagram. We just reached 200 followers, Scotty. Bat me up from a distance. Sick. <laughs> um, it is pinstripe.podcast. Um, yeah, you can follow us to get all that stuff. Also, if you could like, share, follow, however you interact with your podcast on whatever streaming service you are on. That would be great. Makes us feel good. Makes you feel good. Makes everybody feel good. But thank you for listening. And this has been the Pinstripe Podcast. Bye!